Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 336 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to be back in your earbuds again this week, and I've got a great episode for you today. It's a solo one. So today when I'm releasing this episode, it is the American Thanksgiving. I know a lot of my listeners are not American, so you're not celebrating Thanksgiving. However, I do think that still this time of year kicks off the holiday season. And so in combination with it being Thanksgiving in America, and then also in other parts of the world, this is the time when, you know, we're gearing up for the holidays in December. It can just be a difficult time of year for many reasons. And so I want to talk a little bit about a few of those things and how to navigate them, particularly as someone who is either not in a relationship or not in the relationship that you want, because I do think that this time of year can be extra challenging if you fall into one of those categories. Before we do that, I do want to talk a little bit about gratitude. It is Thanksgiving and don't worry, or at least it's Thanksgiving in the US, but don't worry, it's not going to be super cheese ball-y where it's like, find something you're grateful for. I just want to talk actually a different way to think about gratitude. So gratitude is one of those things where like you see on Instagram, some meme about, I don't know, having some sort of gratitude practice. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it just feels so cheesy. However, there is lots of research to show that having some sort of daily gratitude practice can really help, whether it's listing out a few things that you're grateful for. I really like to list one thing that I'm grateful for and then journal on why I'm grateful. I don't know, it just has, I don't know, it has a different kind of effect. At the same time, challenging myself to write 25 things, 50 things that I'm grateful for makes me start thinking like, what else? What else? What else? And whenever I get into that kind of what else? What else kind of mentality, it can really help me to dig deep. And then at some point, like it hits me and I'm like, oh my gosh, there really is so much to be grateful for. This is so wonderful. And I do really, I mean, I can feel it, but also the research shows that it really does have 
an effect on your mental health and your outlook, your relationship with yourself. And that absolutely affects your ability to, you know, pursue different goals, whether it's career or relationship or whatever else. Here's one thing that I don't think is said enough about gratitude, but I I just want to mention because I've noticed it among clients and my guess is that it's probably fairly common. I've noticed a lot of clients use gratitude as a way to bypass. So for example, if they're struggling in their love life or a specific situation at work or again in, in the relationship that they're in or just whatever, they'll just say, I just should be grateful. I have so much, you know, I have this great career, I have this beautiful home or did it, I just, I should just be grateful. Right. And I think you have to separate the two, right? Like, yes, having a gratitude practice we know helps and supports you in your personal development journey and your mental health. Like, yes, for sure, we know that. And also, you're allowed to want something different, want something more, or be, you know, pissed off or whatever it is. So if you're frustrated that your love life doesn't look the way it looks, or you don't feel how you want to feel, or someone is treating you in a certain way that kind of pisses you off or whatever, you can still have all of those feelings. You can also want something more, want something better. You can want a different job. You can want an even better relationship. You can want a bigger house, like whatever you want, and also still find gratitude for exactly where you are. So it's not like this one or the other mutually exclusive kind of thing to be in. And I just think this is important to say, because if you are using gratitude to either suppress or tamper down your anger or frustration or sadness about something, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that that is at some point going to come back to bite you (laughs) because those feelings are there, whether you want them to be there or not. And if you suppress them through gratitude, or frankly, through any means, then at some point, they're gonna, you're gonna get poked, and you're gonna explode. And or you're going to continue operating out of the patterns that those emotions are having a contributing factor to. So be angry, be pissed, be sad, allow yourself to be heartbroken, allow yourself to be frustrated, whatever it is that you're feeling, feel those things, and then just have your gratitude practice separate to that. All right. Okay. So that was gratitude. Now I want to talk about how to handle nosy relatives at holiday gatherings. Now I have a whole episode on boundaries. I seem to be referring to that episode a lot this month. So we'll put that link in the show notes. Again, if you haven't listened to that episode, highly recommend. It's basically a masterclass on boundaries. So I won't get into everything I talk about in that episode. I'll just talk today about some specific things you can do as it relates to holiday gatherings. So first things first, if you know that there's a really good chance you're going to have an issue with your mom or another particular relative that might ask some nosy questions or just start talking about something political, for example, that you just don't want to talk about or hear about or whatever it is, then I think it's really helpful to actually have a conversation ahead of time and say this conversation or this topic is off limits And if it does get brought up, or if you bring it up, I'm just going to simply walk out or or leave the room. Do you know what I mean? And so you're just saying what the boundary is, and then what's going to happen if that boundary is crossed. And I've talked about this many times on the show before. It's one thing to say what your boundary is, but it's another thing to actually enforce it and follow through. Yes, in an ideal world, we are only in relationship with people who respect and honor our boundaries, and we don't feel like we have to constantly battle people off from them. 
But when we're talking about relatives and family, unfortunately, most of us do not live in an ideal world. And saying your boundary is not always going to be enough. You might actually have to enforce it. And you can be angry about that. You can be frustrated about that. You can be like, why can't they just respect my boundaries? You can think and feel all of those things because all of those things are definitely very warranted. But if you're not interested in hearing them talk about how great Trump is, or if you're not interested in talking about your love life or whatever it is, just say ahead of time that you're not interested in having those conversations. And if they come up, you're just simply going to leave the room. You're not going to make a big stink about it. You're not going to start yelling about it just so that they know what will happen if they do cross that boundary. Now, for some people, you may not necessarily be in that kind of relationship where you would give this warning ahead of time. Maybe it's like an aunt or a cousin that you don't really talk to that much, but they still might talk about something that you don't want to talk about. So let's say they start asking you about your love life or say really annoying things like, so when are you going to bring someone around to meet us or whatever? If any of those kinds of questions come towards you, I just want to remind you that sharing any kind of information about yourself is a privilege. It's not a right. Just because somebody asks you a question, you do not owe them an answer. Whatever answer you want to give or however much information you want to give, that is up to your discretion and your discretion alone. And I'm just reminding you of this because I know there are a lot of women listening to this podcast who have some people pleasing tendencies or like don't want to disappoint others or want to be accommodating or don't want to be, you know, want to be conflict adverse or whatever. But you do not have to divulge anything that you don't want to. And especially when it comes to something like your love life, which is so personal, um, it can feel very triggering. We make obviously a lot of meaning around the state of our love life. And so you also just simply don't want to share this information with somebody that it's not necessarily safe to. And what I mean by that is I don't necessarily mean physically unsafe, but I mean like emotionally or mentally unsafe. Is someone going to make you feel like something is wrong with you or bad about yourself or whatever by sharing this kind of information? Or maybe you just don't want to because you don't friggin' want to. And that's totally fine too. So a couple things that you can say, well, first of all, Again, if this is someone that you know well, that you know is going to ask, you know, I'm talking like mom or like auntie or whatever, you can definitely have a conversation ahead of time and say, please do not ask me about my love life. And if you do, here's what's going to happen, right? Now, let's just say that you're at the family event and a random cousin or whoever starts asking you about your love life. You don't have to get like really rude and huffy because they're crossing your boundary and asking you something personal that you don't want to talk about. You can say something as simple as, thanks for asking. Everything is fine. How are you? That might be a complete and total lie. And that's okay. You don't owe everyone the truth. You don't owe everyone your personal or vulnerable information. Okay. I think again, like for those of you who identify more as people pleasers or just want to be kind or feel like you have to do everything that people ask, like it is okay to share these little white lies from time to time. I'm not saying that you create this whole big story about how you have this like fake boyfriend just so everyone would get off your back. That would be probably a hard act to keep up, but just simply saying everything is fine and then directing the attention back to them. How are you? right? Now, in an ideal world, that's all you need to do and you can move on and it's fine. However, let's say 
they keep probing or the way they ask the question, you know, that kind of answer doesn't really make sense, then you would say something along the lines of, thanks for asking. I don't really want to talk about that right now. How are you? Or what's going on for you? Or let's go check out the stuffing. I don't know. And again, you're just simply, you're saying thank you. You're setting the boundary and then you're changing or pivoting the conversation one way or another. And listen, setting boundaries with people who don't understand the concept of boundaries or respect the concept of boundaries can be tough. Ideally, you say one of two of these lines and it works and there's no issue and you can just move on with your time at the party. However, some people, again, will just be probing and will be probing. And in that case, you might have to just consider removing yourself from the situation because again, you don't owe anyone anything. People don't get to live vicariously through you. They don't get to be entertained by your love life segas because they're bored of their own life, like none of those things. So whatever you need to do to protect your boundary is what I encourage you to do. And I know I said this before, but I'm just going to repeat because it bears mentioning again, this is not typically how you want boundaries to be in a healthy relationship. Now, again, you might have totally healthy relationships with your with your relatives, and you might just be able to quickly state your boundary and move on. And then that's great. However, that's, you know, and that's ideal for like a healthy romantic partnership or a healthy friendship. You say, hey, this is what I need, or this is not what I need or whatever. And then like, okay, cool. And you move on. And that's, that's ideal, right? So if you do have to fight off other people, you know, a little bit and really fend for your boundaries, I just want you to know that while this might be typical for people that don't have healthy boundaries, this is not typical for what you want in your relationships, romantic or otherwise. All right. Okay, so let's move to the holiday blues. I've been in this business since 2015, really the end of 2015. So I was doing other stuff the beginning of 2015. So since the beginning of or the end of 2015. So what is that seven or eight years? And one thing that I've noticed is starting around now, so end of November, through about maybe end of January, possibly Valentine's Day, that time of year can just be really, really challenging for my clients that are either single or not in the relationship that they want to be in. Now, of course, the weather and daylight can certainly affect your mood. Um, I know not everyone listening is in the Northern Hemisphere. I know not everyone lives in like the Northeast listening to this episode. So you might have better weather, you might be in the middle summer, I get all that. But even if those things are true for you, I still think that there's something about the holidays and like Christmas and New Year's and then Valentine's Day, just like it's like, bam, 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 right in a row, where that can really just bring up like, wow, where am I am I in life? Is this where I was last year? Where do I want to be this time next year? Right? And that can sometimes bring up some difficult emotions. And first, I just want to normalize that you're it's completely normal to feel a little more blue, a little bit more down during this time of year. Now, as always, if you do think that what you're feeling is a little bit more than just like the seasonal blues, or it feels like it's affecting your life a little bit more than it ought to, I strongly, strongly encourage you to please seek a mental health professional. There's so many outlets, there's locals, there's things online that you can do to talk to somebody. And I please, 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 I encourage you strongly to do that because it's worth it to protect your mental health. And in my own experience, I have found that if I can nip something in the bud, like as soon as I start feeling a little funky, you know, I make sure I I see my therapist and that way we can really get to something before it really begins to spiral and just feels a lot more daunting and, and bigger. Okay. 
Okay, so I'm obviously here as a love and life coach talking more about just the seasonal blues and some things you can do to either mitigate that or what to do if you do feel it. Okay, so the first thing to do is if you do feel any kind of sadness or frustration or loneliness or anger or bitterness or whatever is to actually lean into those feelings. If you resist them, what you resist persists. It's like the equivalent of like sticking it into a closet and just like trying to keep the door slammed shut. And then like the monster in there just keeps growing and growing and festering and getting bigger and bigger and bigger right? As opposed to just like, okay, here we are anger, here we are loneliness, here we are frustration, here we are sadness, or whatever the feeling is, and just inviting it in and dealing with it. Now, I know that's kind of like the first step is a doozy kind of situation. It can feel a little extra scary or a little even daunting or like, oh my God, I can't do that. It'll be overpowering. I have been coaching a lot of women through this kind of work for a really long time. And this and this just this just isn't really what happens when you let yourself feel your feelings. I would say that it takes actually a lot more effort and it's a lot more emotionally difficult to suppress your feelings as opposed to just like dealing with it head on. And one of my favorite things to do is, you know, I do a lot of inner child work on the show where I'll have people come onto the show and I have them connect with their inner child and talk to them and reparent them, etc. I encourage you to do the same kind of thing with whatever feeling. So personify that feeling. So if it's like the loneliness or the sadness or the anxiety or whatever it is. Think about the movie Inside Out, the Pixar movie. It's, by the way, one of my favorite movies. Definitely should be on your holiday list um, or holiday break list if you haven't seen it already, or maybe see it again because it's just that good. Anyways, so just take this feeling, give it a personification, and then just imagine you're sitting down having a cup of coffee with it or a cup of tea or whatever, and sit with it and ask it what it needs and why it's here and what it wants you to know. I want you to think of like these different emotions inside of yourself, especially even not even especially, but even the the more difficult ones. And they're, they're a part of you. It's not a good or a bad part of you. It's not a right or a wrong part of you. It's just a part of you that clearly needs something. And so when you suppress it or try to make it go away, that's, you know, you can see some metaphors here, some parallels to the inner child. We'll just make this thing go away. Well, you know, that basically is self-abandonment. And so if you struggle with any kind of abandonment or struggle with any kind of codependency or an enmeshment, like you're basically just perpetuating that kind of cycle. So instead, think about, okay, there's this part of me that feels really anxious. There's this part of me that feels really sad. There's this part of me that feels really lonely. What is it that she wants me to know? What is it that she needs? How can I help her? How can I support her? Not to like, again, be like the savior or like the pep talker or the cheerleader, but like, what does she what does she need? And maybe that part of you that is anxious or is sad or is lonely or whatever, maybe that part of you is directly related with your inner child. Maybe she feels like she's 10 years old, that part of you or, or 11 or whatever. And so there might be some. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Our child work here to do as well, just depending on what comes up. Okay, the second thing is just make sure you schedule a few fun things to do so you have things to look forward to especially in that early January period after the holidays, because that can feel like especially like, well, the holidays were fun. And now it's like cold and dark and snowy or rainy or whatever. So whether it's like a little spa day or an overnight, um, a good friend and I, we are going to see Phantom of the Opera right after New Year's Day, which I'm super excited about because that those first few weeks of January for me are usually just so hard. I love Phantom of the Opera. I've never actually seen and on Broadway, I've seen the movie and listened to the music 10 million times. And so, you know, that's just like a good example of something to look forward to after, you know, what can sometimes be high, like I love my birthday and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day time, and then it just, go, it just goes all down. So now I have this thing to look forward to. Um, so ha- having anything like that to look forward to, it can be, you know, just like a special little girl's day or girl's night out with some friends or again, a spa day and overnight somewhere, um, just something that you've treated for yourself and that you can look forward to. Um, I would actually probably have a couple things lined up, maybe one for January right after the holidays, maybe one during the holidays, especially if the holidays can be very stressful or a lonely time for you. Again, just to have something to look forward to. I think um, sometimes the looking forward to something can be just as fun as the actual experience of, you know, doing whatever that thing is. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out an hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, The Five-Step Strategy to Banish Anxiety and Overwhelm in Your Love Life, so you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. It's completely free, and in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and so much more. If you like my style, philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love so you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life. Grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. Okay, the third thing is give yourself permission to take a dating break. This is one of the most common questions I get from new clients. They're like, should I be taking a break while we're working together? Or should I actually wait to work with you until I want to start dating? And this is a great question. I would say my, my answer is, it's different for everybody. Sometimes with my clients, I strongly encourage them to be dating. And sometimes with my clients, I strongly encourage them to not be dating. The clients that I encourage to date are the ones who I think are a little addicted to the self-help. They're like, I got more healing to do. I got more healing to. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I'm like, sure, there's always something you can heal. There's always another layer you could go. But is that really helpful? Is that really what's serving you most? Because I do think there is only so much healing we can do on our own. At some point, you have to go interact with someone, even if it's just one date, and kind of see what happens, what fears came up, what limiting beliefs came up, or was it much easier than you expected? 
So you need to have those kind of interactions, I believe, in order to see where your growth has gone, but then also to give you direct feedback as to where there still might be some layers to go or you know ways to grow, etc. My clients that I encourage to stop dating and taking a break are the ones who feel like they're just going through the motions. They feel like they have to date. They can't take a break because if they do, they're going to lose that time. And then like time is money or time is like they're on a time crunch or whatever it is and they cannot take a break. Um, so that's one example. Another example that I'll, I'll encourage a client to take a break is if they're using online dating the way one might scroll on social media. So you know how sometimes you might scroll on Instagram if you're bored or just looking for that like pick me up or whatever. If you're in that kind of space on the apps, that's not a great place to be and not a place I ever recommend to be when you're when you're online dating. And so if you find yourself in that kind of state perpetually, then probably taking a break at least from the apps, if not dating as a whole, to be really, really helpful. If you just feel constantly anxious about your love life, if you feel angry about you know where you are in your love life, or you still have a lot of anger towards your ex or just in general or whatever it is, um, I encourage you to take a dating break. Now, I want to be really clear that none of these things mean you're wrong or you're bad or you're not evolved enough or healed enough. Like I have clients that have done a lot of this work for a long time and they're like, you know what? I need a break. And then you can get back into it. Like you can always end the break. The break is not forever. But if you're just not in a great headspace and you keep trying to date because either you feel like you should or you feel like you don't have time or it's just actually serving as an emotional distraction, then it's almost never going to go the way you want it to go. And you're going to feel worse. And then you're going to keep dating because you're like, oh, God, no, I really got to get my shit together. And it just perpetuates itself and it cycles. And it's just it's not a great situation to be in. I talked about this in an episode I did earlier this year on dating and the biological clock. I will put that link to that episode in the show notes. So I won't go too much into it because I talked a lot about that in that episode. So I will just say this, you are most likely going to waste more time by forcing yourself to date than you will from taking a break and doing some of the inner work. If you're not really allowing yourself to heal or or really do some of this inner work and you're just constantly getting distracted by the people you're dating or you're falling into old patterns or insecurities or whatever, then you miss more red flags. You fall for people's BS and antics. And this just causes you to waste more time with the wrong people versus taking a month, a couple months, a few months, even six months, which I know can sound really scary to some of you to really do some inner work and really do some healing, not just for the sake of your relationships and dating, but for you, then when you start dating again, you're just like in this whole new place. And I just believe, and I've seen it for myself, that you ultimately end up wasting a lot less time. So if you need a break, if it feels like too much, if you're already not feeling great because of holiday blues, or you just need to get a little reset before moving into 2023. Not that you need my permission because you don't, but if you are looking for permission, it is okay to take a dating break. And I just want to say this one more thing about dating breaks. How you use your dating breaks is important and will affect what you experience when you re-enter dating. So a lot of, I get a lot of resistance from either my clients or just people in my community. They're like, Veronica, I've been on a break. I haven't dated since, you know, 1999 or whatever. I'm just making that up. And yes, and 
it's important how you use your break. Because if you use your break just to, you know, treat yourself at the spa or watch Netflix, those things are great. And I literally just said, like, have some things to look forward to. So I'm not saying those things are bad at all. I mean, tis the season of the British Bake Off, right? I mean, like, I will definitely be watching Netflix this year. (laughs) But it's important to actually do some inner work. And I would strongly recommend inner child work. um, Because that will just have, I think, the biggest impact on you for when you start dating again. So a break is not a break just for the sake of having a break. A break is doing the inner child work and not getting distracted by these things outside of you that are poking at your core wounds. It's just giving you a break to be like, I'm not doing any of that right now. No distractions. I am just focusing on doing my inner child work, looking at my limiting beliefs, my patterns, my blocks, my all those kind of things so that I can really get on the healing path so that when I date again, I you know don't experience or fall for the same kind of patterns. I have a different you know thing going on inside, so that boundaries feel more comfortable. Da, 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 da. Do you know what I mean? That's that's how that works. So, if I can be of any assistance to you in doing that inner work before you start dating again in 2023, or as you start dating again in 2023, I would love to connect with you. I've got two things going on. So one, my one-on-one work is always rolling, and so you know, at any one point, there might be a spot available, you might have to wait a month or so until we get started. But I always recommend just getting started down that path. If you are curious, just so that you don't feel like, oh, I want to start working with Veronica and then have to wait two months. Um, So you can just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching and fill out that form that's there. And then that will connect us or that'll forward you to my calendar where we can get connected to have your introductory call. Um, The other thing is I'm going to be running my love incubator program earlier next year. So we're actually going to start in February. So early enrollment will be in December and then regular enrollment will be in January. The Love Incubator is my annual one-on-one program with a group experience. So if you want to have one-on-one coaching with me and you want you want to have that close kind of relationship with me so I can really support you and get to know you. However, you either A, like having the idea of a group element so that you can connect with other women who are doing similar kind of work on a similar path that you are, and or if you're price conscious and you want to be able to work with me in a way that is less expensive than my full one-on-one program, then the Love Incubator could be a really, really good fit for you. And again, we're doing early enrollment in December. And when you join early, you get two bonus sessions with me. So the way the Love Incubator works is every month you get one one-on-one session with me, and then we have one group session where everyone has their allotted time to get coaching with me. And if you do early enrollment, you get two extra sessions. So that's like, in my mind, at least a really sweet deal. <laughs> so if you're interested in the Love Incubator for early enrollment, all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. I've got all the information, the pricing, the dates, all that kind of good stuff. You do need to be enrolled before the end of 2022 to get the early enrollment deal, having the two extra sessions. I will have like a 
early-ish, like a second early enrollment in January, but it won't be the two free sessions or the two extra sessions. If you're not sure, we're like, oh, I don't know, maybe one-on-one or maybe love incubator, but you're not really sure, that's totally fine. Just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And then in the last question box, just say like, I ask like, how passionate are you about this? Say like, passionate, but also not not sure if I'm interested in the love incubator or one-on-one. That's totally fine. I can help you figure out what's best for you. Obviously, like if if money is a thing, then that's going to sometimes make your decision for you, which is totally great. Um, and then sometimes it's like, I don't know, what do you think? And I can tell you what I think, depending on what I learn about you in our intro call. So if you know for sure you're interested in working one-on-one with me, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. If you want to learn more about the Love Incubator, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. And there, there is a button where you will schedule your incubator exploratory call. So the incubator is a close-knit small group. So there's no like buy now button. You still do have to do an intro call with me. If you know you're interested in the Love Incubator, you can just fill out and go to the link and fill out the form that's over at veronicagrant.com forward slash Love Incubator. If you're not sure, if you're not sure if you're a one-on-one or a Love Incubator, that's totally fine. You can fill out the form in either place and just mark somewhere in the application that you're, you know, trying to decide between the two. And that way I can just know about that ahead of time. And then I can help you figure out what would be best for you when we have our call. All right, my dearies, if you are celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend, I hope it is lovely. I hope if it is not lovely that you are able to like go on a walk or just do something quiet for yourself to get some space and some peace and breathe and feel the crispness in the air if you are somewhere where it's a little bit cooler. And I hope you have, I will be with you obviously with the holidays. We still have the podcast going on in December, but I truly do hope that you have a wonderful holiday season. Again, I know this can be a time a time of year that can be a little difficult if you're not where you are or if you're not where you want to be in, in your life. And just know that whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. There are resources. There are things you can do to support yourself. And I encourage you to to do that. And I hope the things that I talk about in this episode can be a starting point to some of those things. All right, my dear, that's all I got for you. I will be here next week with a brand new coaching episode. One more thing, you may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, five steps to ending overwhelm and anxiety and dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships. You'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated, and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available or toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life. And of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. 
I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.